raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. All right, let's go to the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Mike Golick Jr. joins us. He's on Twitter, at Mike Golick Jr. And he has a new show you should absolutely check out. Gojo and Golick on DraftKings. You can catch him live on YouTube in the morning. Mike, how's the new show going? So far, so good. Three days in, we haven't killed each other again, so that's a big win for everybody involved. <laughs> well, that's what I wanted to ask about as well. Like, you've hosted shows with your dad before, but now you two have something you can call your own. When you were making your way in the industry, was it a dream to just work in sports media at a high level, or was the ultimate dream actually working with your dad on a show at a high level? I think that was one of those things we didn't realize would be an opportunity when it got to be one. Like, you know, I think like a lot of people, I was appreciative of, you know, just an entry point into sports media and one I had largely because of my dad. And I just wanted to work in whatever capacity to stay there, you know, make sure I'm an undrafted free agent at heart always the way I was in football. So my goal was to make sure my badge worked every day and make sure I did enough to have the company view me that way too. And then somewhere along the way, dad and I got to call a college football game together and we're like, oh, this is pretty cool. The chance to actually do something like this while we're both still at it. And then the morning show happened my last few years at ESPN, and we really got a taste for how cool it was to be able to do that day-to-day, how much we both enjoyed it. So when the opportunity popped up again here at DraftKings, it was something we already knew we liked, we already knew how to do, and now I had a partner that was you know, going to let us do that again, so we will both jump at the opportunity. Well, right, like you both have been doing some form of sports media for a while now, obviously your dad having done it forever with the legendary Mike and Mike. Do you feel you or your dad are any different with each other when hosting uh, compared to others that you're hosting with? Like there's a very close relationship that others can't replicate because it's father and son. Uh, that can change the dynamic in so many ways that might not be so easy to tell from a consumer standpoint. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you you know, there are very few boundaries. And I think for everyone, you know, when you get started hosting with someone, I mean, hell, even look at Tag Green, they hosted together for 18 years. They had a level of chemistry. They had, you know, the things that made that show successful, but it still can't replicate, you know, being raised by someone. I mean, the guy saw my first steps. He, I think, gave me my first sip of beer at some point, you know, all the, the little things along the way that are not only reference points there, but also you you know everyone's strengths and weaknesses. You know where they're going to go. You know how to set them up in a right way that nobody else can do. That you know we're all trying to replicate with hosts we work with the industry. And I've worked with tons of talented people, plenty of close friends of mine. But it's just really hard to get to that level that you have when it's father and son or relatives in general. And then Mike, when you talk about working with your dad, I have a son that likes to do content as well. Does he ever pull rank on you? Like if you want to do something that he doesn't, and then he gets on the dad tone with you. Oh, all the time. It's he's such a diva now. It's unbelievable. He went from, you know, my dad's the son of a bricklayer. My grandpa was a bricklayer in Willowick, Ohio. And my dad and his brothers grew up in Northeast Ohio and all that stuff. So, you know, you these hardworking blue collar guys, 20 years in the media. Oh, he was complaining about, oh, his name wasn't on the show at first. Now he's complaining his name's not first in the show. And if we're going to talk about something, he's, oh, yeah, he's he's a full-blown diva now. Don't let him tell you any different or put on this hardworking Midwestern hat right now. He loves to pull rank and throw his almost three decades of media experience to my face whenever he gets the chance. 
All right, Mike, so I have to ask you, I, I did watch the game Saturday, and I saw you online gushing over Sam Hartman. Did you make the trip to Ireland? How excited were you about the way they play? Because you know I'm a Wake Forest uh, football alum, and so definitely are well-versed in everything Sam Hartman, but I saw you gushing over him, so just wanted to get your take on everything, and what, what do you think about them so far? It was really encouraging, and you mentioned you know Sam really well. I got to cover Sam a few times at Wake Forest, and you're getting ready for the games, and you're going back, and you're reading about him, you're watching tape about him. You get to see him live, and all these things pop about his game, right? He's a guy who can make a ton of throws, was used to making them in high-pressure situations in that slow mesh, and has played a ton of college football, left the ACC as the all-time leader in touchdown passes, all the things that we do but it was still walking into a situation that was different than what he'd experienced for the last five years. It wasn't even the same coordinator that he technically committed to play for, Tommy Reese leaving for Alabama, Jared Parker taking over, coming as the tight ends coach at Notre Dame last year, and working with a young receiver core. There's just a lot of variables around him that I wasn't going to be sure how seamless the integration would be right away, but I think you saw the benefit of Sam's leadership twofold. One was, hey, the guy with the enough experience to – See things happening at full speed and have the game look slow, right? Pressure situations, Navy zero blitzing him. He knows exactly where his eyes need to be. He gets himself out of trouble. He makes big plays for the team. But as much as anything, and you know this too, having a great quarterback or a great player really at any position where you know he's not only going to take care of his job, but he's going to make everybody else's job around him so much easier, it lets everyone else play with a comfort and freedom that is hard to really quantify but you know it when you see it and for me it was seeing how clean the execution was for the Notre Dame offense not seeing guys turned loose seeing play calls in the right spots having so much available to you to call as a play caller because you've got a veteran quarterback who could do so much I thought that was what really stood out was how clean a game it was for Notre Dame and how much of that you can draw a line back to Sam Hartman because of Mike Golick Jr. joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Has a new show with his dad, Gojo and Golick. You can check it out on DraftKings. Mike, I wanted to get your impressions on Bryce Young and what the Panthers have done in the preseason so far. It's been really impressive to watch uh, Bryce. And I think heartening to watch a lot of this rookie class quarterback, specifically the first rounders, because it makes you not feel crazy as a college football fan and watcher, right? This is the exact Bryce Young that I saw at Alabama, right? incredible high-functioning NFL accuracy is going to put the ball in the places that not only allow for completions, but give his receivers the best opportunity to do something with it after. Understanding, yes, he's never been the biggest guy, and so doing a good job buying time in the pocket, maneuvering well in there, being able to get around and find windows around his offensive line. As many people pointed out in the pre-draft process, including him, he's been this size for a long time. He's played with other bigger bodies for a long time. And so that's not a lot new for him. And I think you saw a lot of the things that made him the number one overall pick in the draft, despite some of the concerns about where he lies in the measurables. Mike, so also, too, when we talk about the preseason for Bryce Young and how he's looked, and we were both offensive linemen, so uh, have you been privy to the way that the line played, and does that worry you about what type of rookie season Bryce could have if this offensive line underwhelms? Man, yeah, that was quietly. And, and, you know, you looked around with each of these quarterbacks and their situations. And I remember when the draft happened, and I saw specifically for the top three guys, right, T.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, and Anthony Richardson, I said, all right, 
the Colts offensive line was sort of Jekyll and Hyde in the last couple of years, but it's got the same personnel that were one of the best units in, in football in 2021. So he might be a little bit safer than normal. C.J. Stroud, hey, Laramie Tunsil just signed another one of those market-setting deals. You've got one of the best tackles in football and a pretty solid group in front of him. He'll be decently well-protected. And Bryce Young, they're bringing back all five starters off a group that by the end of last season in Carolina, especially in the ground game, started to look like one of the strengths of the team. And then you get to the preseason, and we see a bit of regression. Now, more early than late, Ike Aquano, I think, started to look better overall towards the end of the preseason. But there was a lot more pressure on Bryce Young than I anticipated, knowing the parts that make up that group. I'm still hopeful that when it gets to the regular season, we'll have enough time and enough familiarity now with that group getting ready and used to playing with a different quarterback under center, right? A guy who is going to move around and do things the way that Bryce does that we'll get better results out of that. But I definitely was a little more concerned than I was walking into the preseason after seeing the performance of that group. Mike Golick Jr. with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You can follow him on Twitter at Mike Golick Jr. And Mike, I have to say, too, another thing of Lyman is that we love to eat. And I saw you guys' fast food power rankings. And your dad's looked a lot more well-traveled because he had more places on there I'd never heard of. But I have to say, I'm going to give you the nod. Taco Bell would be in my top five, not necessarily number one, but you hit on the keys for me. The Wendy's, the Five Guys, the McDonald's, Chick Fil A. I mean, I, I oh, couldn't Taco argue Bell's with the other one. That's so I know good. that's one for you for yeah, sure. But absolutely, I had to give you a salute on that, man. I I, I give you the nod for the win there. <laughs> I appreciate it. You know what? Yeah, Dad, Dad's had money for a little bit too long, and so he goes to places <laughs> that are around him, and a little bit more on the bougie side. I, I wanted to hit the places that you could get anywhere. You can walk into pretty much any city, and you're going to be able to find those, and they're going to be that beacon in the night and. Taco Bell at number one. Yeah, I'm with you. It's, I think a consensus top five. It's just tied to so many very blurry memories for me. Taco <laughs> Bell and that beautiful purple sign at like two in the morning had been my saving grace for a lot of my early 20s. And it had been something that me and a lot of my friends, it just, we always found our way home to that saving light of the Baja Blast or a grilled stuffed beef burrito or the Crunchwrap Supreme. You just have so many <laughs> unique menu items, and it's always the same consistency, which for some people might not be great, but for me, works out perfectly. Oh, yeah. I mean, bring back the cheesy double beef. Those are the glory days, especially with the old school logo of Taco Bell. My biggest problem is, Mike, I don't know if you have this problem. It took me about eight years to not panic order because they always have different options. I never know what I'm going to get. You can always keep it under 10 bucks and get a ton of burritos and tacos and all that stuff. But I still feel like every once in a while I revert back to panic ordering. Yeah, no, and you know, when in doubt, it's, it's good to kind of have a foundation that you can go to when it's the panic order because there are things I'm always going to get, right? There's always going to be a couple of Crunchwrap Supremes in there. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be the quesadillas in there, which I think the queso they use in that is something fierce. It's got a little bit of kick to it there. It's sort of like I would explain the difference between like a Duke's mayonnaise and any other brand of mayonnaise. Is it's got that little extra twang. I'm not being paid by Duke's. I just genuinely believe it's the, it's the superior mayonnaise. And so it's got that little extra twang to it like they advertise. I think the Taco Bell queso in the um, quesadillas has a little extra twang to it and thus makes it one of those things that no matter who I'm with, our group especially, because like you said, you can order Taco Bell for an army of 30 people and it's still not going to crack $100. And you always get a couple of quesadillas. No one's ever mad at that. No, it's a great Taco it's Bell spicy take. Too. It's got a little spice. No, 100%. It's got the kick that he was talking about. Final one. Uh, I did want to ask you this real quickly before we got you out of here, Mike. We've seen you test certain products before. 
I remember the man Spanx you sported and revealed it all to the Twitterverse. We now have an underwear line launched by, yes, Oklahoma QB General Booty. My question is, are you going to rock General Booty underwear and give a report for the people to digest? I feel like it's sort of my responsibility now, yeah, right? It feels in the like day it. and age of name, image, and likeness and all of the different entry points to the market we've got for athletes now, I am not going to try and stand in the way of making them money. But at the same time, if we're going to be consumers and spend money on this stuff, as someone who now gets to travel, you know, travel the country, calling college football games on radio with Learfield, I feel like I've got the unique opportunity to be boots on the ground and make sure I let people know if they're getting a quality product or if we need to hold out for the next iteration of the booty bloodline here to see if they've reimagined the technology going into the pants by the time his son major gets to college or booty on the ground if you will maybe that's yes. maybe that's a hashtag you want to roll <laughs> with mike golick jr on twitter find him in the general booty underwear on twitter at mike golick jr he has a new show check it out gojo and golick it's on DraftKings. you can catch him live as well on youtube just had a live broadcast at 8 a.m it's still in its infant stage only three shows so make sure you go check it out before it gets big and you get to be the hippie that says you were on him way before everybody else was mike we appreciate the time man thank you so much thanks fellas appreciate you having me raise a spoon to grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to mcdonald's for mcnuggets and the play play slide have something sweet in her honor come to mcdonald's and treat yourself to the grandma mcflurry today and participating mcdonald's for a limited time